You are now entering the Mix You podcast. No credentials required. I think it was you who had some great reverb in the space you're in. It's the, the Lego the hardwood room. floors. You got 20 footer in here. Yeah. It's, it's Lee's personal Lego suite. Yeah, you could cut, yeah. you need to cut some drums in there. <laughs> All right, so you guys have you guys have uh, come into the middle of our conversation. Welcome to episode twenty of the MXU <laughs> podcast, Lee. Before we go on, this is Jeff Sandstrom. I'm here with Lee Fields and Andrew Stone. For those of you guys who are new to the podcast, you know sometimes you just come in and we're already talking about stuff. So, Lee, you need to share with everybody the joy of your uh, living room right now and what your kids have been up yeah. to the last few days. So, when you have kids under oh, I don't know. 30 <laughs> your your formal living room dining room whatever the heck that is it actually turns into an occupied space by the least contributing members of your household so we have a little desk in the corner with like an iMac and printer on it and that's what I'm on right now but behind me is like the Lego store just threw up so there are like all just, over just the- so you guys get a picture there are like eight bins of Legos that are in various degrees of assembly or disassembly <laughs> and instruction packets from actual sets of Legos that should or could or have been whatever put together at some point. Yeah. Lots of them because here's what happens. My kids, they're nine and seven, older boy, young girl. They get even the girls have Legos now, by the way. There's pink unicorn <laughs> castle Legos or whatever. They get all these Legos and they build them once and then they, they break apart and they tear them down. Well, my wife is, um, how do I say this? Very orderly person and would love for those Legos to be put together at all times. Well, it definitely helps you not step on them if they're put together. Which is the worst pain this side of hell. (laughs) (laughs) So... For the last two years, I don't want to say once a year, but I think next year it's going to happen again. She's calling BS on it. She makes the kids put together all their Legos again because it's just boxes of broken Legos. Like, what good are those? So in all of the kids' spare time, like the last two weeks, she's making them come in here and rebuild all their Legos. So even this morning, like they're getting ready for school. You know, it's early. It's seven fifteen in the morning. They get done ready, or they get done early, and I hear her go, "Go build Legos," <laughs> <laughs> and it's like punishment. It's like now if they get in trouble, it's like go build Legos. <laughs> so I love if they, it. so if you get them Legos for Christmas, it's gonna be like great. Thanks, mom and dad. Thanks for I more Legos. Oh Thanks for more punishment. I don't know that they'll ever get Legos for Christmas again, based on this no, story. I, I'm not buying them any Legos. So and don't send me Legos, people, please. And don't uh, so you don't take them to Legoland. No, that place sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it is yeah. Christmas time, so Lee's not getting Legos for Christmas for his kids. But mm. um, what are you guys doing for Christmas? We're in the middle of it. So what's what's been happening? Well, we're in the throes of Christmas amazingness, right? So it's the it's the month that I think. Pretty much, almost, almost every church guy, uh, you either dread it or love it, or a combination of the both, or you spend a lot of time sleeping in your office or 
crying under your desk or whatever. So for us, um, I think we all know, even as our as our as we go through life, as kind of keeping our MXU thing going, we sort of strategically try to slow everything down as far as our company goes, as just far as how much how many events we do and all that, like mid November, because we just know that it's just all going to get completely bonkers till the end of the year. Um, I don't think this year is any different. Like I know Lee, your schedule has been completely off the chart. Mine, I, it's just been kind of, you got to go straight through just, I think I had a day, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, I was a day off. Like, like the Friday after Thanksgiving was like, dude, I have a total day off to do nothing. Yeah. And I think the next one is Christmas day. And I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about building Legos and all that crap. I can just sit in there, sit in the nice room with the fireplace and cry, and that's that's pretty awesome. So, but it's been it's been one of those months, just between, uh, and it's not all church stuff. I mean, there's just other things you do as a human. Like, um, I like to mix, so there's always some things I do for my own gratification of some other shows and other things I'm a part of that are oddly therapeutic as far as mixing. Like I did several really big um, symphony shows with a, with an entertainer that's a saxophone player with full band and singers and, and uh, kind of a philharmonic vibe. Those are massive days. If you guys have ever messed with any of that stuff, trying to do all of that stuff and make it work and come together like in big performing arts centers but it's a good departure because you're not trying to do the normal, um, you know, the normal scene. You're not trying to do church music and all that. So, but you add all that combined to, you know, with other projects and the church stuff. And it's been, it's uh, been a uniquely crazy, very crazy uh, few weeks. So you were telling us the other day that you've seen Natasha like face to face in person for exactly like three times in several yeah. weeks or something like that. Yeah. Like, like I ships she, passing in the night, literally. Yeah. She said, uh, she said, I know you're here because someone's generating the laundry that I've been cleaning and, <laughs> and like, I'll come in and there's like, you know, some of the milk is gone, you know, or, or whatever. Um, but that's not oddly enough. It's not really a complaint from her. We, you know, we've been married a long time, so we know this is a season. And I, I had, a. Willie George, our, our founding pastor, Church of the Move, said this a long time ago. He's an avid hunter. Um, and like, I mean, he loves to kill. So, you know, go. Harvest. It's harvest is the right word. Really? Oh, see, but I'm not the politically correct guy. So that's you. <laughs> um, so he likes to kill or harvest, whatever. So, but he would build up uh, what he called coupons with his wife because he would be like, she knows that different different seasons and i guess that's fall leave fall is the big harvesting well, time he's a he's a serious hunter yeah so the spring is actually yeah. like the bear those I, all those big yeah big i think you're right. bear he killed it's in the spring yeah so he so he does that and he'll be so there's a couple of months there where he goes on these massive hunts like he'll go fly to you know canada or Alaska or somewhere and be dropped off from a helicopter. Afghanistan. Or on a yeah. And like do his harvesting. 
but he'll use he'll cash in his coupons with his wife where the times he's not doing that he's dialed in he's home he's they're home every night they're having dinner i mean and he's very very conscious about that and i'm not going to say i'm perfect at it but i think that is the way i've tried to fashion my life the last decade perhaps that's really cool so when when we're not in these seasons like i am very very focused on you know overboard on how we spend our downtime so it's not such a crap show when we get into months like this so so lee you're not exactly building any coupons right now why don't you tell us what jenny's doing as we speak (laughs) yeah stone so i can actually see my wife right now and right out this window she's outside with a leaf blower and taking care of the yard work while i'm sitting in here still in my pajamas before 9 a.m so does she refer to us like yeah you got to go in there with your little friends do your little podcast is she is that kind of how she's referring to you right now um (laughs) i didn't get too much crap for this one yesterday so i have a day off today so we have no show so we're dark today but I didn't really do a great job telling her that. And then... <laughs> Which means like, you didn't tell her at all. Ma- right. I didn't tell her at all. And she has some like activities today. So today's the kids' last day of school. So they get out early. And then the kids and some of their friends are going to see Mary Poppins or something. But I don't have a ticket for it. So I won't see them till around 5 o'clock today. But then we're going to look at Christmas lights and stuff. So last night... She's like, so what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, well, I got to record a podcast in the morning. I mean, she interrupted me, like cut into the last half of that sentence. And she <laughs> said, so I guess I'm doing yard work by myself in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, so, the good thing is it's only nine o'clock. And so you might still be able to at least bundle up the last bag of leaves whenever she's but, finished. But Jeff, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to record two podcasts. So we can actually help our brother out here. <laughs> So he doesn't have to do it. That's funny. Uh, just, just double yeah. up. Wow. So, but the reason that you have an off day and you're so grateful for it is because of the craziness. So why don't you yeah. just fill everybody in on what's happening at Bayside for Christmas this year? A little different, a little, yes. little better than last year, but still crazy. Yeah, last year, after we had already started load-in, we decided to move to a larger venue because we were sold out so early so we went from our 2000 seat broadcast campus to a 3000 seat um, room we had just merged with which is where now ethan vance formerly of church on the move Mm -hmm. is with us we're happy about that um this year we decided to do the same thing and start at the 3000 seater and move to the 2000 seater on christmas eve only but we planned for it Right. So that is a big difference. So we're last year, there was no gear there and all of it had to be moved overnight. The rig's actually already built in the other place. So lighting and video, LED, all that stuff's done. So now we only move over the audio control package. So consoles, backline, and fly pack of video. And the video infrastructure at the other campus is just ready for camera switcher router just to roll in. That's cool. So it's a lot better. It is a yeah, lot better. So nice. everyone does have a day off today. No one's working anywhere. But um, you still have your regular weekend services. And then after yeah. after your Sunday service in the evening is when you load 
out and load in yep. for Christmas Eve in the other venue. Right. And on Christmas Eve, you have four of yep. your Christmas shows. So right. you're going to be so, ready for Christmas morning. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing we do different. I think it's dumb that we do this, but I, I'm not sure why. We still do normal weekend services. So the Christmas experiences are completely separate from normal church service times. Yeah, that's interesting. It's stupid. So we do, like we did two last night. How many have we done so far? We've already done five, but we also had a weekend in between. We did the first one and then did a full weekend of services at every campus, which is crazy. There's a ton. And then we've done four more this week already. Today's the day off. We do two more Friday. Normal services Saturday at every campus. No Christmas shows. Sunday morning, normal Christmas show, normal church services Sunday morning at every campus. Then three Christmas shows Sunday afternoon, starting at three o'clock. So three, five thirty, eight thirty, and then move it overnight. And then the next day, start across town at two, and we do four more on Christmas Eve. The last one starts at ten p.m. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's if that's better or worse. We did two. I think I talked about this a year ago. We did it again. I screwed us with my whole comment two years ago of, you know, it'd be really great if we did two completely different Christmas um, experiences here. Yeah. So we're getting to do that again this year. So it's it's feels as nutty as that. So we, we built a set, prepared, did all the stuff, rehearsed, all this stuff, and did all the weekends and all the campuses and all that stuff this previous weekend. And then we are doing it all over again this week with a completely different set music package. Everything is all different. Um, so if you're doing two full, it's like doing, getting ready to go on tour and going out and doing the first week of tour and then stopping and creating another tour and going out and doing another first week. Yeah. The only thing that I don't even know how I'd handle it. If you had to do regular services stuck in there somewhere. Right. Right. Have you guys always done like, it that way? Yeah, we have. Huh. So it's a bit kind of like being on tour in that, like we're doing weekends and then we go do these shows in between. Right. And it's at a different venue even. So yeah, that's interesting. It's different. We, you know, and even the services that are in the same room, they don't use an led wall. It's more of like an acoustic set. Right. It's not like thrown together, but it's also super low bandwidth. Right. But you've still, but you still have to, I mean, you've still got You're there. guest experience. The whole building's full. Oh, yeah. Everybody's, yeah. So you can't blow it off. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, that's cool. And it's Christmas. So you have even more people coming than you would in the summer or whatever. So right. there's an extra sense of, you know, everybody's being on because you've mm-hmm. got people who aren't there every week. So staff are more attentive and more intense and all that. So I'm sure it's. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, mine mine I, has been not nearly as bad as your guys so far this <laughs> holiday season. I'm I'm kind of done, which is great. We're gonna go to church as a family on Christmas weekend, and I'm not what's that anywhere. like? It's, Dude, I don't know. I haven't heck? done it in so long. Um, but That's I was awesome. I was in Atlanta for the beginning of the month, like the first week of the month. Um, I was at Passion City um, mixing for their uh, women's ministry event called the Grove. They had a three-night uh, Christmas experience that I was 
asked to mix for, which was great. And then last weekend, I was down in Charleston uh, with Seacoast Church mixing for their big Christmas show for the whole community. It was at the uh, kind of a performing arts theater in Charleston, which was really fun. And three cheers for Turn Down for Mix You. Um, the feedback from the experience when it was finished was we only had one couple leave because the noise in their chest was so horrific. Um, but they were 80, so I, I thought that was pretty good. But, That's good. Yeah, but the noise in their chest was only because there's this one song that the kids' choir did that was that had this sort of EDM kind of breakdown that had this track that they wanted really loud in the house. So it was it was the one moment of... Um, you know, send old people running for the hills moment. But um, other than that, you know, I'm home now and I'm just basking in, uh, you know, mulled cider and observing you guys, um, you know, working your butts off. But yeah. man, we appreciate it. You know it. what? It's, I was talking to Stone about this. We were texting about some organizational strategy structure questions. And it's been a really busy month, but it's been our easiest yeah. that we've ever had. And I was trying to figure out like why that is. Like it's very it sounds weird to say it, but it's the, I think it's the right word. It's like a joyful season for our team. It's been fun. That's really cool. Well, there is that thing about when everybody's all in toward a common purpose and you're just going for it. It is super exciting and super gratifying and rewarding and all that. And Part of it for you is probably because it's so different than it was last year because it was planned. Right. You know, it you is. Know. And there's something else that happened though that uh, it was an accident, but I think I want to be more purposeful of this moving forward. I'll just, I haven't even told you guys this, but I'm still processing. But I think this is part of the reason that morale on our team was, I think, as high as it's ever been going into the load in. And that was because a couple specific things happened on accident. Like this wasn't a, let's get together in November and do a bunch of team building and morale boosters. It totally just happened. So two things. First was um, our church signed a record deal and there's a record due in a few months. Well, there's a photo shoot that comes along with that stuff. Because of the way our team is and our DNA, it's, it's very team driven. It's not really about two or three people and they're the ones getting all the accolades. They are the creative forces behind all of it, but the experience is more uh, movement or, you know, lots of people. So with this photo shoot, we literally invited the entire team to the photo shoot for the mm-hmm. record. We sent an email out. It was a two day shoot. The second day we sent an email out and said, any adult over the age of 18 that plays on a stage at any campus is invited. Oh, I love it. We had had 60 people show up to be a part of a photo shoot. You're talking people that play every six months. People are just showing up. I had never met some of these people. We did a smaller group because obviously you can't use a group of 60 on everything, but the group, like the band photo, it was every person that we trust to lead worship on a stage at any campus. So it was almost 20 people. I cannot tell you how stoked people were to even be asked because they yeah. feel like, wow, they, they thought of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I'm, I have pretty low empathy anyway. So 
I don't get that. But people are wired in a way that when they get invited to something like that and feel included, it sends them through the moon. It's crazy what happens. Right. That's incredible. So that was the first one. That that happened the day before this next thing. So then the next day, we're in we're in load in. And Jake Cody, who runs all of our production teams, he says, Hey, I think we should not do rehearsal on this night and go do a dinner together as a team. And I'm like, bro, it's a short week. Like the first show's Saturday. You're talking Tuesday of that night. Like that's close, man. And I pushed back on him and I was like, okay, let's, let's do it at the church. And like, we'll just get a room to, over there and bring in some food and we'll just like put a Christmas movie on. And he pushed back. He's like, no, we need to go off site, stop what we're doing. Wives, spouses, kids, everybody come. And I was like, okay, I trust you. He, and he's like two hours. It's all it's going to be I'm like, okay. Cause ultimately the production's on him anyway. So if it, ran out of time or whatever, it's going to fall on him. So he and a gal named Angie who runs all of our events programming, they got together and planned a dinner at Jake's house. So (laughs) we go to Jake's house. I take my son because my wife and daughter were at a recital or something, uh, something for her. They they were doing yard work. Doing yard work. Yeah. (laughs) Making Legos, I think building Lego stuff. And our whole team's there. They had a simple meal catered in, a local Mexican place that everybody loves. And then they pre-bought and pre-wrapped white elephant gifts for every single person, even the kids. So we do an hour meal, and then we did an hour white elephant thing that my son, the nine-year-old, comes home and gives my wife the play-by-play on how amazing it was. Fun, funny. It, it was incredible. And like cool. we leave there and I'm going, our team has never felt more unified off of taking a night off during load in to go do that. Mm-hmm. The photo shoot, just the, all that, the camaraderie stuff. It wouldn't have mattered now if they said, let's move back to the other campus a day early. I think people are still bought in. So energizing. So all in. And oh they're my. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's incredible. So here's so I, good. No, I'm just still a bit reeling from it. I'm just like, I, how do you be more purposeful of that? How do you not wait too long to do stuff like that? Like doing stuff like that in the spring, do one in the summer, do one in the fall, do one before Christmas. Like what would we spend on that party? You know, it was like $10 gifts for 50 people. That's 500 bucks and a meal you know, is maybe a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred bucks for the whole team, and the return that we got on that is unbelievable. Anyway, that's awesome. So, how do you plan spontaneity? I mean, that's that's the question because it's like you don't want it to feel contrived next time it happens, but you want to right. be open to it when it needs to happen. So, I think that's the lesson you're going to have to figure out is you know how do you how do you make that a part of your culture that you're always open to that kind of thing without it feeling like, oh, here we go again. But, I mean, that's awesome. I I think there's a huge lesson there. Here's where the morale, you know, you talk about morale, and it. I think some of us don't, or I think all of us don't put as much stock into that as we think. The morale of, like, how somebody in the buy-in that a team actually has going into an event is incredible. The communication they get on the event, the reason we're doing the event, the what's – 
why did why did management quote unquote decide to make us do this right we all these different things you go through in the life cycle of a church um it's interesting we made we've made some structural changes around here um in the few weeks leading up to all of our christmas stuff and all of our team all of our production team it, it affects them directly because it's how stuff comes together for weekends and for what they're here to do. So the past, I don't know, what's it been, guys? A couple of months, I guess, we've been dealing with this. And it's slowly just built this momentum of, wow, we are actually really seeing and hearing really, really great content again. It doesn't mean everything sucked. It just means there's there's some real intentionality behind some of the music and some of the way it's just being shaped. And that's awesome. And there are, man, there are ebbs and flows with church stuff. We all know that, but right now we're in a, you know, we're totally in a flow moment and that's how we went into all of our thinking about Christmas. So everybody's got this inspirational spurn of, man, this, everything's just really coming together intentionally. And so you could ask them, like Lee, what you said, you could go change venues tomorrow and everybody go do it. I could ask them to do anything and they would want to go do it because they're feeling the result of a lot of hard work over these past, this whole year. And it's really starting to take shape, you know, as far as hearing and seeing this really quality product again. Um, but it's been done healthy. It's been done without everybody having to work 90 hours a week. It's been done. Right without having to sacrifice your children and family and all that kind of stuff. So we did. So in the middle of all this craziness and doing two full sets of, of, um, you know, two full Christmas sets that, that is what we give to our church with that is amazing, but it doesn't mean it's not tough work, you know, on the backside. We had kind of figured out, I started seeing last week that I think the guys are ahead and they're going to literally get Monday off like this you know, three, a few days ago. And it was like, well, cool. So instead of all these guys taking the day off and going home doing whatever, they chose to combine forces and the entire crew went to another local church here. That's trying to pull off a big Christmas thing for their first time ever with some real stuff. There, this other church is for the first time doing LED, doing rental audio, doing a bunch of stuff, trying to play videos in sync with one another on two different types of screens. And a lot of stuff that we all know takes a lot of time and effort and um, headspace to figure out. And the whole crew spent the entire day, I'm talking a long day, loading in somebody else's rig, gear, dialing it in, making the video look like a million bucks, making the audio sound like a million bucks, helping get their stage figured out. How do you get your playback going? All of this stuff. And they served someone else. None of of them on our team are going to see the result of that. They're not going to, I mean, they're not going to go, we got stuff going here. They're not going to go attend over there or see anything, but it spoke a lot to me. And that's not super easy. I mean, I think, everybody listening and you guys know that's there are complications with that you're you're walking into someone else's vision someone else's world you don't know how they got there blah 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 but the end result of that is on the back side the guys here are going that was really good 
to be able to go in and serve someone else. And it, it's spoken to me a lot, uh, whether I like that or not, or whether I thought it, I was tired or not, their attitude was of serving with absolutely no gain coming back at all. The scripture says in, I think it's um, Mark, I think it's 12, 24, or something like that. Um, those who have ears, let them hear. That's exactly what they went and did is they just gave info to somebody else, trusting that they're going to hear them and do with it what they will. Does that make sense? And that's what, that's what we all should be doing. And I think we do it a ton for our church, right? We do it. We serve in churches and serve and do all that. But it was, a, I don't know. It was, I put the whole thing together, but it was still a really cool example. Those guys were an example to me because they're the ones doing tons and tons of work. And they were the ones that gave their entire day and into their evening to go do more work for somebody else that for a situation they weren't even invested in. And I don't know. I think you take both those scenarios, Lee, you take your Bayside guys, you take our church move guys, the, just that whole spirit of yep. being able to break away and not be stressed about a show and be able to enjoy each other's company for a few minutes. Yep. And you take these guys who are going to go serve somebody else and not be selfish with their time. That's a whole to me, that's that's the whole spirit of the season. I could care less how technical, technically proficient the event ends up being at that point because I'm like, I'm seeing everybody's heart and it's in the right place. And I'm seeing the heart, you know, you see the heart of like the guys like Jake who go, this is what we're going to go do and this is more important than that extra few hours that we could have spent um, you know, tired trying to figure out our set or whatever. Let's rejuvenate yep. a different way. Well, that's going to make the event itself better anyway because of the heart behind the people who are pulling it off. And that's the kind of thing we forget. It's like, you know, we don't need more reps on necessarily how to operate this gear. You know, we we need more reps on how to be better to each other and more unified as a team and all that kind of stuff that's going to help us be better in the way we execute because we're better at how we are with each other. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And that, uh, that scripture is also Mark four twenty four. by the way. So I'm- I just want to take a moment, everyone. Um, Andrew Stone just quoted and referred to by chapter and verse. Yes. A, a scripture from the Bible. I mean, it's a banner day here on the mix you podcast. <laughs> I mean, he's got a Bible out with, like sticky notes and thumbable. What? Yeah, it's. Is that yeah. your wife's? <laughs> I, I found it. I found it in the security department. Uh, so I just took it and it looked like Lock. I was really smart. It's like an already you know, dialed in Bible. So I just. Church I lost just and found. It. I love it. Well, I had one of our, uh, uh, one of our pastors t- suggested that scripture uh, be read in the amplified version, which I don't normally read that. Um, I normally read the message version cause it's it, message version feels like it's sort of slang and it's written for Andrew sort of, but he read this. And so that scripture in the amplified version says, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. 
the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you heard will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Hmm. Now, so that means don't squander what, you know, the information you're given. So I was processing some of that on, I hope these people, and, and this plays to us, like, do we just listen to one another and listen to the wisdom that God may be sharing with you via another person and don't squander it? It makes those times when you're going to go serve somebody else so much cooler. If you That's think, awesome. if you, if you be receptive to that, um, I don't know. There's some, there's some real spiritual value in reading the Bible guys. I, I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, <laughs> Just a nice little tip from your uncle Andrew. I love yeah. it. It's, it's awesome. Christmas time. I figure we ought to, you know, give a tip. So speaking of tips, we had an incredible event last month. For those of you guys who are listening, who were at the MXU live event in Orlando um, and the MXU forum the day before WFX, um, we had some great conversations and I just thought, you know, we need to let you guys hear from some of the folks that we hosted because if you weren't there, you missed a ton of great information. So one of the things we're going to start to do over the next few episodes is share with you some of the nuggets that they shared with the people who were in the room. So we had uh, a senior pastor, a CFO, a worship pastor, creative director, and the wife of a megachurch tech director. So we're going to share this episode, a couple of nuggets from that, so you can get a feel for what we all experienced. But I think related to this conversation, it's so cool that we had Bissy Elliott at the MXU Forum, because she is the wife of Todd Elliott, who most of you know from uh, Willow Creek for years, and then uh, Philo subsequently. So Todd uh, was the TD at Willow for a number of years, and now leads the Philo movement, uh, and we're huge fans of that. Obviously, if you know anything about us, you know that we're uh, all in with what they do. But Bissy has some great insight, especially for this time of year, on how to sort of operate with your kids and your family in a wise way in the season of just extreme busyness and all the just the stuff that happens Um Anytime you're preparing for a big event, whether it's Christmas or a conference or Easter or, or whatever, and just how to guard that time as a family, but then how to protect your kids from some of the maybe resentment and stuff that might set in. So she had great stuff to say. We just wanted to share a little segment from that conversation because uh, it might be helpful for some of you guys as you're coming into these next couple weeks of craziness. So take a listen. How many of you have a spouse whose love language is quality time? God bless you that's, all. That's me too. God bless you all. So what did you guys, did you guys do anything strategically as a family to protect that time when it was available or like how do you, because there is a tendency for some of us, especially in seasons where we're just going and going and redlining all the time, there is a need to kind of come home and decompress, but we want to be engaged. We want to kind of have great family time, have quality time. So was there anything you guys did specifically to kind of protect that and kind of build margin or boundaries around the time that you did have so that mm -hmm. it didn't get out of control? Yeah. 
So it took a few years for, of Christmases before um, we kind of got a clue that daddy wasn't necessarily going to be the best Santa or the best um, person the, the, the next day after the, all the Christmas Eve services were over. And so we all learned that he was going to be wearing his suspenders and that he was going to clock out about 1030 the next day. And so I think that um, we, we as a family just started creating a culture of, okay, let's grab dad during the first three hours and have a blast with him and then let him go and take the three-hour nap that he needs in the afternoon. So, um, uh, but, but just as, um, as a family, it's great to like look at the calendar a couple months ahead of time. That's what we usually end up doing. And we color code things because I'm kind of a nerd. Um, but all of Todd's stuff is orange and all of my business stuff is green on the calendar. And so we will look at what's coming up ahead. And right now he is overseas for a week. And so we started looking back at the calendar and look, looking at the calendar and counting back from when we were both going to be out of town and said, okay, we need a date on this night and we need a family time on this night. And it was a week before and like a week and a half before that. Um, and sometimes, you know, that's, that's what you have to do. But take a peek at your calendar and coach your spouse. Hey, okay, Christmas is coming and the goose isn't just getting fat, but we need to figure out some, a family day or an overnight somewhere or something like that. But be strategic and plan ahead of time so that you have already invested in your kids before you're gone for three weeks working on whatever. Then you're not just reacting up. and trying to find time. You're actually yes. making time and ahead of time, time. Ahead of yeah. time. You've planted in your family first and then you're going away. And then you can do the, the, the stuff afterwards. But really, you guys are toast for um, several days after your events. Hmm. Let's be real. Because I just apologize the whole month of January for being a bad husband is what usually happens. Yeah. A few weeks ago, my son said, like, he knows about MXU and the events. He understands it. And he said, hey, I was thinking, he's nine. Instead of you going to another city and teaching guys how to do sound, they should all come here. So the next event, I think, is at our house. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. How many bedrooms do you have? Four. Yeah. It's so funny. And then one more thing. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing I would also say is that you be in communication with your family, um, you know, during your event. Like, I don't know if anybody does Marco Polo or FaceTime or whatever you, whatever way for your family to see you. But I've talked to my boys already this morning and sent them a video message on my phone. Hey, I'm thinking about you guys. I hope you have a great day. One's going to school, one's going to work. But, you know, just to let them know that, you know, we, um, that we're in it with them and that we're thinking of them. Just little ways to show your family that you're still with them even though you're not So here. good. Man, that's so helpful. We were so blessed to have Bissy and the rest of the, of the panel at the MXU Forum. And I can't wait to share with you guys more of what they had to say because it was so helpful. And I love her practical solutions about how to protect your family in the midst of the busyness of this season. So I hope you guys can apply some of that, you know, figure out a way to better communicate, better calendar, and better um, just serve your wives and spouses as we move through these busy times, especially coming into next year. It's going to be so important just as a New Year's um, goal. So thanks, Bissy, for that. Stone, why don't you update everybody on what's coming up with MXU? Yeah, we're, you know, that forum thing was actually, we had it. I don't know if we expected it. We knew it was going to be cool. Just when we started coming up with the idea for it, we were all like, 
this is going to be awesome. Putting that kind of a panel together. Um, we're going to do it again. Um, so just, just to be on your radar, we're, we're making plans to do something like that again, uh, around the, the Philo conference. We'll be there in Chicago later in the year. Um, May 20th actually is the time frame, but just stay tuned on all that. But we're planning to put another thing, like another forum together. Um, and it's, it can turn into something that will become a favorite of ours to do. Um, as far as our live events, we are, we are getting very close to our next one, uh, back out at Saddleback. This time we're at the Anaheim campus, which we're really excited about. We've been trying to work this out for the last two years to be, um, in town a little closer, be in Anaheim. It's the week in Nam, all that good stuff. But the coolest part is that we've decided to widen our mixing circle up a little bit and inject a fourth voice, um, there. So we've got Robert Scoville who's agreed to come hang out with us. And who's that? I've never yeah, heard of him. I, yeah, I was given his resume. I, I blacked out. I don't know. He's just some guy lives in Phoenix. Um, our first podcast we had him on, he's done a lot of stuff with us and just good. We're kind of glad that he's going to come in and let us fix his mix up because he, he needs some work. So it's about time. Yeah. So we're kind of glad he's, he's humbling himself to get into our presence and let us uh, show him some tricks. So uh, I would think you would want to be a part of that. If you're in the, if you're in the Southern Cal area or coming out to Nam, man, jump on our website, check that out. It, this one does have a limit on what we can fit in the building. So um, I would think you would not want to miss this one. So it's on sale now. We do expect it to sell out, so get your tickets yeah. while they're still there. Yeah, so you can hit that on uh, mxu.rocks. You can get to all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's great. Got that coming up. Looking forward to it. Let's go to sunny California. And also starting in January, next semester of MXU coaching. Yeah. So don't waste time on that because once we start, you can't just jump in on that, and the next one won't start till the fall. So we're wrapping up our maiden voyage of mxu coaching right now with our first group just shy of there's around 80 or so guys in online community with coaches meeting weekly with small groups meet we uh, meeting weekly with a larger group we use this app called slack for some communication and threads it's like a it's like the best facebook forum ever <laughs> it's like all that you take all the things you hate about Facebook and that's what we kind of built. So that's been going awesome. Jeff has just been absolutely crushing it, leading the charge for that. The content Jeff that you've created for this stuff is just phenomenal, man. Like our teams are oh, doing it. You. It's fantastic. Yep. Well, the good thing is just so you guys are aware uh, for the guys who are continuing on with the second semester, they'll get brand new content. So it's kind of just a continuation of some of the same stuff the guys who are coming in fresh will get this initial content uh, for them. And I think it's going to be even better because of what we've learned from this first semester. So um, if you haven't engaged with us yet, you know everybody who's been a part of it has been really excited about how it's gone. The coaches that we have are amazing. So we're just really excited to see what's going to happen starting in January. So sign up and uh, we'll see you there online. That's awesome. And then MXU now is still rocking. We're now to the point where we're releasing two brand new videos every single week, which is incredible. This week's videos, we 
took a little turn, something new, plug-in tutorials. So that's actually been fun. It's something I'm really interested in because I don't know how to use computers. But those two videos uh, went up this week. Next week, there'll be two more. The week after that, two more. The week after that, two more. Here's here's some of the... uh, We're getting information from churches that are hitting us back to our website. Uh, There was one the other day from an executive pastor that just sent a thank you for the difference. They could tell the difference in their Christmas content because their audio team and their audio lead had bought in and been, been using the MSU now library. And it's not the end all be all, but it gave them a freaking resource to be able to go to and just get some answers. And so a lot of times, a lot of times is all you need is an answer. And it was just a meaningful little note. He didn't have to spend time doing it. It it took him a few minutes, and I appreciated it. Of just saying thanks, guys. Thanks for putting a product out. So that's the kind of thing we built it for. So I hope you know it's so cheap. I think I'm just going to be honest. I think you're stupid if you don't jump into something like that and at least try <laughs> it out. I mean, really, if that stuff had been available to me years ago i probably wouldn't have sucked for so long so lee you probably should buy into it then that's you, true you know that might help you yeah might help you get Maybe. better i love it <laughs> it's too Good. expensive yeah oh yeah you, you don't want to do that you guys are ridiculous <laughs> i think we should uh wrap this up with a few uh turn down for mxu submissions <laughs> oh i love it Dude, we got the king of all of them the other day. It was a two-parter, which you know we love those. Um, so, so we actually, and we'll just say this: with all the Christmas crap going on to every every church in the universe, we sh- we expect to see some good content coming to us about this guy. So, yeah, email us in after your holiday complaints ramp up. So, uh, man, this one, this guy sent this. They made the news with this one. They made the local <laughs> video news with a with a network affiliate. Um, I mean, that's the king of them all. So he sent a note. Uh, this is from a church uh, down in Florida. Hey, MXU dudes, this past Sunday, our church for the first time in 35 years held one big combined service outdoors on our campus. Our church bodies usually spread across six different services throughout the weekend. So it was a really special event for us. Now, he included a picture that the guys have seen and it's an aerial photo from a drone or something. And it's it's a decent-sized campus. They've got a, a a trailer stage, a decent trailer stage with a little roof. And everybody's out there. And I would say, I think, guys, it looks like about like 1,000 or 1,500 people sitting there. Not I, This isn't an outdoor festival. This is. I think it's less. Honestly, So maybe it's less. So maybe it's 800, 1,000. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a decent group of people. But if you zoom in on the photo, uh, there's the PA is literally two subs sitting on the ground on lawn and two speakers on a stick. That's it. This isn't racks and stacks for days. And there, I don't see a generator, none of that crap. There's no lighting. It's very simple, just a simple, well done, you know, service on the lawn. Immediately following the service, we started getting complaints from an adjacent neighborhood to our campus. 
Today, I received the following email from someone in that community. Now he's quoting, I am one of the many people who came and complained about the concert your church had starting at 8 a.m. on Sunday. I think it's terrible of you all as neighbors. Each member of our neighborhood will be calling the city to complain. You should also know that one of the guys in the, he states the name, looks like a community leader, has been interviewing several of us and it's expected that a news crew and reporters are going to visit you soon as well. So that seems like a threat. Uh Calmly, politely, and graciously, we have asked all of your church to keep it down. None of us has had any such luck. We live, sleep, and spend time with our families in our homes. We are relentless as a community. We will continue to meet, call, and reach out to city officials, law enforcement, and news crews until your disrespectful actions cease. Enjoy! Exclamation point. Wow. Enjoy. (laughs) What the crap, man? Okay. So that's the first one. So two days later, we get another one. And he just, he says, uh, the guy's attitude's great. That's sending this in. He says, in reference to my previous email about our disgruntled neighbors, our church actually made the news, (laughs) which would normally be a good thing. So you click on the article, the headline on this channel's it's a and there's an actual news report like a video news report uh, but the headline is in quotes it's worse than a living hell local woman complains about noise from a nearby church i'm speechless i i don't even know what to think looking at the photo it it indicates nothing that would lead to that kind of response it's literally a couple of speakers on sticks and they're several hundred yards away from the houses. Uh, it's just mind boggling. So, okay. We got to figure out a way to share that video. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to read the article. The, the article looks like, you know, a, a news thing. It looks like it's probably the copy of, of what you're seeing, you know, on the video, but down in there, there's a quote um, from the pastor. He, he, they, they contacted him for comment. And we've been in this community for 35 years, and this past Sunday was the first time we held an all-church outdoor Sunday worship service. In an effort to be good neighbors, the police were on our campus at our invitation and called well before the service began <clears throat> so that we could be confident that we were in compliance with the law. It is always our aim to demonstrate respect for our neighbors by operating in accordance with any law. Okay, so that's the pastor. Um, so here it goes on down, and it says, <clears throat> it says, since the incidents incident, an off-duty officer so and so sent an email explaining his position at the time, and it indicates that this was one of the officers that was there on, that the pastor referred to. Uh, he says, quote, I sent a zone wide message asking for an official decibel meter. So he sent a zone wide message to the police on their channel, I guess, asking for an official decibel meter, but was unable to acquire one in reference to our conversation today at the church. Although I was there in an off duty capacity, I am not exempt from enforcement action. I advised you I was not equipped with a decibel monitoring device and was able to measure the noise level officially. 
but I verified and church staff informed me that they had measured it on their own and it was registering around 65 decibels. 65? (laughs) Yeah. Which, if you look at, if they're measuring from front of house and you look at the picture, it's like, yeah. It makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Speakers on the stick outside. And it's not, I mean, if you blow up the picture, it's, it's, uh, there's not, this is a very simple gathering. This was no, the church should, they should get a pat on the back for doing an event like that on such yeah. little budget, because I guarantee you the people in those homes tax dollars paid for more PA for their local Christmas parade than that church spent. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what's interesting about this is, uh, the attitude of the guy who sent us this is really, I mean, it's, he could be bitching and moaning about it, but he's not, it, you know, he's pretty cool. So, uh, we believe in this and we think it's cool and a pat on the back. So, uh, your church just got yourself a, uh, complimentary subscription to MXU now. How about that? Hey. That's what we're going to do. Love that. Well, la dee da. Keep rocking it. And you know what? Maybe next time, go ahead and put some stacks and racks out there and let's see what happens. Yeah, you'll get two subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. It. So we'll Okay, take- I've got one. I've got one to uh, wrap us up here. It's funny. It's not a complaint, though. This is, this is unique. I, I like From, humor. Uh, I got this in a DM. This Here we go. This isn't a sound complaint I received. It was a compliment from my 87-year-old Colombian mother from whom English is a second language. She came up into the booth on a Sunday after I tweaked a bunch of high-pass filters. Quote, The sound is so clear. The voices and the portion of the music that is in my chest is more orderly. (laughs) I love orderly chest music. More orderly. (laughs) How awesome is that? Oh, that's brilliant. That is when I, I have a rehearsal tonight, I'm going to try to achieve a more orderly mix. Only yes. in your chest, though. Only, only in the portion in my, that's in your chest. Only in the portion in my chest. That's awesome. That's so great. That's so good. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the 20th episode of the MXU podcast. It's crazy that um, we've done this that many times, but thank you for continuing to like and subscribe and share and stuff. Um, keep those sound complaints coming because we want to uh, encourage all of us to turn down for MXU as often as we can. So hope you have a Merry Christmas, guys. I love hanging out with you and I hope that the rest of your Christmas services go great. Can't wait to see what's up for 2019 for the MXU tribe. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Keep rocking it. Keep rocking it.